0: So, yeah, we gathered here in the 919, Will we take our time, sit back, relax, as they spit their facts. Trust me, you be coming back. Got my man Max Weezy, keeping everything on track. For sports to pop culture, matter where you at. iPhone to Android, you can play it back relevant on the was and twos can bring a smile to your day if you the blue true we in the now and now what you going to do let's rock me at barber shop let's rock we at the barber shop let's rock we at the barber shop now and at the barber shop let's rock we at the barber shop number nine at the barber shop let's rock we at the barber shop let's rock we at the barber shop stay tuned.
1: yeah 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 we should way max wheezy and you're listening to another episode of the Barbershop Podcast live from the 919. So yeah, this is a big surprise. That this is an announcement that I've been excited to unveil and reveal to you all. The Barbershop will be going back to its permanent guest host format. So if you guys have been listening for a while, you know it was me and DJ Relevant as two hosts. And I've decided to bring that format back. Except even bigger and better. Two guest hosts will host the Barbershop Podcast along with myself. So it'll be three of us in total. My homeboy, KD, and my homegirl, Dime. They've both been on the Barbershop before. You've heard them on previous episodes. And so they're going to join me on this new journey. And we're going to do big things here inside the Barbershop. And I think you guys will enjoy this new format. I also want to announce that we'll be adding a new feature to the Barbershop Podcast where you can actually skip to the topics that you want to hear about. We'll have the time codes in the description. So every time you look up an episode, just look at the description. It'll have the time codes in it so you can know exactly when we're going to talk about each topic. If you want to listen to the whole show, great. If not, you just simply skip to the topic that you want to hear about and you can hear about it. We're also going to be moving this podcast to other platforms such as iHeartRadio and YouTube. So look out for that. All right, you guys got it? Good. Good. All right, so today on the Barbershop Podcast, we're talking about Meek Millie. Yes, Meek Millie is back. We're going to talk, discuss his comeback. We're going to discuss Ariana Grande and thank you next. We're also going to talk about the Cream Hunt situation and break down what that means for the Kansas City Chiefs. And the cuffing season question of the day in this season of giving, is it okay to keep gifts from your ex once you enter a new relationship? All right, let's get to it. Live from the nine one nine, it's the Barbershop.
0: Let's at Let's at the Let's rock, we at the Let's rock, we at, the at, the Let's rock, we at the Stay
1: tuned. Yo yo yo! It's your boy Max Weezy. We're back inside the new Barbershop. and I have the surprise ready. It's unwrapped. It's ready for y'all. My new co-host. Dime and KD, y'all say what's up to the people.
2: What's going on? What's going on, everybody?
1: What's up, guys? Yeah, so you'll uh, remember Dime from uh, the episodes uh, Coving Season Series Part 1. We talked about the friend zone. Coving Season Series Part 4, we talked about how to graduate from talking to dating. And, of course, you'll remember um, my homeboy KD from the NFL preview episode, Um, the last one I did. So I... Really, I talked about it already, but really just needed to get back on the the, um, the original barbershop kind of like feel and pace and things that we had working before, and so I really um, appreciate these two for being uh, willing to take their time out and, and uh, join me on this on this new adventure that we have going on. We're going into 20, 2019, falling and swinging, so. Y'all, y'all are great. I appreciate y'all. All right, so we're gonna jump right in and talk about Meek Millie, the dream chaser himself. So we all know Meek, the Meek Mill like story. What's been going on with him in the past three years? He starts to pretty much starts a beef with Drake. Drake, according to most people, uh, bodies him. Other some people disagree, but most people agree really, Drake really like. Afflicted his career big time Um he dates Nicki Minaj That relationship is uh, Just goes all over the place They break up He goes to jail Um and gets a ridiculous sentence for Um a minor infraction of the law Um as most people Um thought And because of that a lot of the culture And a lot of hip hop heads And everybody from Robert Craft for the Patriots to um to even Drake, to everyone pretty much in the culture, really backed Meek Mill, and he was able to be released from jail right in time, I believe, for the Eagles Super Bowl, if not before that. Um, and that really was a big, uh, a big quote unquote victory for the culture. And um, so now he's wrapped up his comeback with the release of his new album, Champions. Of course, paying homage to the. The Super Bowl champion, Philadelphia Eagles, he's from Philly. We all know that. So my question to y'all is, uh, Katie, I'm going to jump to you first, man. How do you feel about Meek Mill's comeback?
2: Well, uh, Weezy, you know, I'm, I'm up and down about it. Um, I don't even know where to begin. Like, I'm sure you and Dime already know that. I don't really rock with me. I know, <laughs> That's okay. okay. I'm going to keep it straight with you. But, you know, I do respect the fact that he came back, um, you know, you know, he, he did his time even though it, it wasn't what it needed to be. It was way too long. But he came back, he had some petty beef with Drake, you know, and, you know, the whole falling out with Nicki Minaj. So, you know, this might represent his come back down to earth you know he's kind of trying to get everything back together the way it is right uh i've heard a couple tracks off the album um you
1: know they're all right you know Mm -hmm. i think it's some of his better work that he's done in a while it's it's better than like his some of his other stuff but it's still like meek mill so it's like your expectations are like in a certain place but it's like pretty good but like
2: it's still meat. It's know, still meat, <laughs> <laughs> right? A spade is a spade. It's still meat meal. Yeah. yeah. But I, I can respect him for you know at least knowing that he's true to his group, that he want to be a rapper, um, that no matter what happens, no matter his circumstances, no matter how life turns out for him, he's still want to come back out every day, do his best, you know, try to get try to get his lines in on his tracks. Um, I can respect the hustle. So big ups to him for that. Damn, what do you think? What do you think about I team?
3: mean, I agree. I still feel like his style of music is an acquired type of thing, like an acquired taste. Like, I still can't really get into it. But, like Katie said, I can respect the fact that he came out swinging. That's all.
1: Yeah, I think, too, uh, he came—I he, think what helped is a lot, I mean, and I don't think he really had a choice, but the way he came back was—he came back with so much humility, you know what I'm saying? Like, we saw him kind of, like—of course, in a, in a rap beef, beef you're going to have two artists that are really fooling themselves, so you're not sp- expecting him to be humble in that situation, and you weren't expecting him to be necessarily humble, you know, dating Nicki Minaj because— I mean, he kind of was because she's a big, the bigger star, and he kind of, like, played his role a little bit, but, like— was still kind of like acting reckless in some ways, but you know the way he came, you know, just seeing like the videos of him, like coming back, you know, with the Eagles, seeing him, seeing like different videos and stuff with him and people embracing him. I think his humility from getting out of jail and just staying low key and focusing on music has really helped him. So now people want to root for him, you know, as he has released his new music and he's trying to get his career back on track. So he made himself kind of easier to root for, if that makes any sense. Um. I want to kind of add this twist, though, like, real quickly. Uh, do you think and his, like, his uh, publicity, so to speak, like, helps with him uh, going to jail? And not only just going to jail, but, like, going to jail for, like, two long sentence Do you think people, like, felt, feel sorry for him and, like, are cheering him on now because of the jail thing? Yes.
0: Okay.
3: Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I do feel like you know, they everybody at that point felt bad yeah. for him. So how can you not, mm-hmm. like, show remorse from somebody who has been, um, what is the word I'm looking for, judged unfairly yeah. at that point? Because that's something that um, a particular group of
1: people go through all the time. And we and we see other rappers, like, get more popular after jail like the music a lot. So we saw with Tupac, like, his stuff after he got out of jail was, like, Way better than what it was before. People perceived as better. Um, Ti, you know, like we've seen rappers, even now with Takashi uh, Six Nine, like people are like, "Oh, his album is like dope," because he's, in, but he's like kind of getting street credit because he's, he's about to go he could go to jail, um, you know. So I think jail. You think jail has, a, has anything to do with it, Katie? Um,
2: I think it does to a certain extent with the persona that that it. It puts on a person, you know, oh, he's big and bad, you know, um, or he, he knows what it's like. He knows real life. He knows the real hustle. Mm-hmm. You know, that. I mean, it's a cell, And then you know that these guys who go to jail, they're not treated the same way that yeah. any other, right. yeah. you know. I forgot about Lil Wayne, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Lil yeah. Wayne, all yeah. those guys. Gucci man, yeah. you know, yeah, Gucci, all, these, yeah. Yeah. all these guys that go to prison, you know, they're not, it's not like they're sitting in Jim Pop somewhere. Yeah. True. With, like, murderers Very and gangbangers and all that stuff. Yeah so I do think that it's kind of like a we're kind of seeing like an evolution because it's kind of unfortunately what we come to expect you know that you know these guys are going to go to prison because then that that just gives them street cray they got mm-hmm. more to talk about oh you know I've been through it you know I'm a realist um, and that's type, that's the type of society that we're living in now so it's easier to um, relate to that I guess for some people. Mm-hmm. So, do I think that it helped Meek Mill? Um, I still think that's to be determined. I mean, he's fresh out, you know, he just dropped his album, mm-hmm. so um you about that. People are still going to be forming their own opinions about it. Okay? Yeah, it's still Meek
1: Mills mm. <laughs>
3: <laughs> At the end of the day. At the end of the day. I mean, it's still <laughs> Meek Mill. I hear We're
1: going to move on to a little bit of the, sort of the same type of uh Along the same lines, sort of another comeback, so to speak. Ariana Grande released uh, Thank You Next. I believe it was was last week a couple weeks ago. A couple weeks ago, she released the single Thank You Next, which was a huge hit. Um, And now, as we're recording today, she has recently dropped her music video for the uh, single Thank You Next. And so, a lot of people have embraced the song as a female empowerment anthem um, which I can say it definitely is for sure Um, um, in terms of the messaging but I want to ask you guys starting with Dime, do you think this is solely a female empowerment message or a publicity stunt for Ariana Grande?
3: I feel like it's both I feel like it's 50-50 you know like um, she just went through a very public break off of an engagement to P Davidson after they were, you know, like doing the most, I would say. But at the same time, she made a bop that so many girls and guys can relate to. But because of the fact that her breakup was so public and that her ex, Mac Miller, had just died, it was just like the perfect time since all eyes were on her to drop this. Since people were not only trying to support her, but on the other hand, people were blaming her. Mm -hmm. So, you know, it was the perfect time for anybody who's either hating her or loving her to be listening to that single.
1: Uh, KD, what do you think? Do you think that um, this whole thing is uh, more about female empowerment or more about publicity for Ariana Grande? All
2: right, let let me be very, very, very clear when I say this. I was I, I I hear where she's coming from, yeah. you know she's coming from a, a a spot of you know some women are done wrong, mm-hmm. yeah. um some women um oftentimes blame themselves, um unfortunately hurt themselves
3: mm-hmm.
2: over breakups, mm-hmm. um so I definitely respect the message that she's trying to push, mm-hmm. I just don't respect how she's doing it. Yeah. Um, you know, all the drama that's wrapped up already around Mac Miller. Um, and then now she's kind of, you know, she was fully for the Pete before all of this. She, I mean, she got tattoos of this guy. Yeah. I mean, she was, they were engaged and now all of a sudden she drops him and she's like, thank you, next. Like that's. That's kind of trashy,
3: mm-hmm.
2: you know, and then it also plays into the double standard. Okay, what if, I, what if it was a guy that did that? People will be looking at it from a completely different perspective. Maybe not so much how popular the song is, but from the standpoint, oh, he's a dog, oh, he's a pig, yeah. this, this, and that. But it plays to her strength right now, and I kind of feel like she's exploiting that. But at the end of the day, it becomes to at what cost.
3: So do you feel like she's using um, Max's death as like an extra push towards her sales? Do you think?
2: I do. Um, yeah me I believe too. And, I, and, I, and and that's kind of double-sided because I believe that it was it was some unraveling, because you know she was with she was with him for a long time, yeah. so you know, naturally, even if she broke out with him. You know, if you dated somebody and your ex died and you was with them for a long time, you know, of course you're going to...
3: Yeah, you're still going to feel for go, them. You're going to
2: feel for that. Now, would I be out there, oh, woe is me. Oh, no. You know, <laughs> I mean, that's, at that point, that's when it becomes extra. Right. But you have to stop and you have to think, okay, well, what is her end game here? Right. You know, so I
1: feel like she's wrongly using that to her advantage. But, you know, we talked about earlier, you know, a spade being a spade and everyone who has followed Ariana Grande for a while knows that with her, um, her promotion and her music, like she's not Beyonce. She's not going to drop an album in the middle of the night and no one like everyone be surprised. She doesn't do that. Anything she puts out is going to be heavily promoted on her social media, Instagram, Twitter. She's going to like. You know, I, I followed her on Instagram for a while. She like every hour, it's like something about like this new song coming out. So she really like promotes herself and pushes herself like extremely hard. She's almost like a SoundCloud rapper, like yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like she promotes <coughs> herself. She,
3: works. she
1: doesn't. But my opinion is in this instance, when you have other people involved, not only Pete, who was going through the breakup too, who was hurt. Um, We know we've heard stories, you know, about, you know, Pete dealing with with uh, mental illnesses and certain issues. So he's going through the breakup. Um, Mac Miller's family and close friends are still dealing with um, his death. And then, like, I don't know much about this, like Ricky kid, but I'm sure he's like he's not famous, obviously. So, like, he might have to deal with that. Like, you know, and, and no one knows like how he's dealing with that because, like, he doesn't have the clout that she does. You know to be able to be like, oh, I'm all right like he's probably some like what, what was he like a, a backup dancer or something like like what like who would like yeah, so he so it's not like okay big Sean, cool Pete Davidson's on sNL he'll'll he'll be all right like Mac Miller's not here, but you know so it's not well, I'm with Kendrick. I have nothing wrong with the message I don't have anything wrong with like the song is actually pretty, pretty catchy I appreciate that she's using her her, her uh, status as a role model to empower women who don't always go through breaks up breakups and their first inclination or they have to work really hard to like love themselves again mm-hmm. i I, so I appreciate that but to just be so like you know every hour every thing you're next thing you're next, thing you're next just to like throw it out so much and really like so frivolously I feel like like,
3: I feel like it's not the time yeah it wasn't the time when she started promoting it yeah but also I'm like after she put that out and it's just like okay well next Mm -hmm. like you know thank you next and I'm like so was that like I don't know if Because I heard some different things and I read some different things on Twitter about Mm. her breaking up with Mac Miller because he was addicted to drugs or because of different things like that. But I'm now wondering, was the whole thing with Pete Davidson, was that real? Mm. Or was that to boost her sales and then break it off to fit the type of album that she was about to put out? Because we don't know. Thank You Next could have been in the works Mm -hmm. before... Pete yeah, and her I'm broke up if it was yeah. just a publicity stuff. Because the way it happened, it was so strategic yeah. almost. So yeah. I don't that's true. I don't yeah. know at this point. That's
2: yeah. true. And then you know, that's why we was talking about, you know, Ariana Grande isn't the first person <laughs> to try this whole Yeah, she's not. um she won't be last you know, play Yeah, she, she won't be the last. But she wasn't the first person to try this whole woe is me thing, mm-hmm. hey, look at me, look at what I'm going through and look at how I'm gonna handle it. That's how I've always felt about Taylor Swift. Oh,
3: yeah. You
2: know, I feel that, you know, she she exploits the situation a lot, you know, and that just pushes her sales and her music. Um, do I agree with it? No. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, that's I guess that's just the way the cookie crumbles.
1: Same but even part. with Taylor Swift, it's like, I'm, I'll drop the song and go. Like, Taylor Swift, like, she might do, like, music videos and stuff, but, like, she's not She's not, she doesn't overdo it yeah. you know some her fans sort of like overdo it for her but like yeah. she's not on like twitter every day like listen to this song about this jerk who you know whatever like it, it's very professional it's here's the song take it how you will i'm gonna move on to my next project right. and with this out of all her out of all her songs and all, everything that she's done i feel like this was just the wrong instance to be ariana grande just like drop the song you know, and move on. Don't, like, you don't don't need to see Thank You Next on Twitter every 20 minutes. In conclusion,
3: like, this was a great idea she had. The message is phenomenal. It it was probably going to blow up no matter what time she dropped it. That was just not the time to do it. That's all.
1: Mainly because other people are involved. It's not just her. It's other people's people's feelings, lives. lives. Exactly. Um, So I'm glad we sort of agree. We all agree on that. All right, so moving on to our... Cuffing season series topic. So, we've moved cuffing season inside. We're going to try to do it for every show um, as long as cuffing season is over, and then as long as cuffing season is in season, and then even after that, we probably will continue to talk about relationship topics as well because y'all love those. So, we all know that this is the time of year people think about giving gifts. We just have Black Friday. And everyone like went crazy in the stores and they're thinking about this is the season of giving, so to speak. So along those lines, is it okay? I'm gonna start with Don.
3: Don't okay? start with me.
1: Start with Katie. <laughs> oh, by the way, everybody, okay, before I ask this question, we're right, we're currently in Katie's apartment. And uh, Katie's wife, Brianna, shout out, shout, out, shout out Brianna. Brianna, what's up? Brianna's sitting right there. Uh, uh, Diamond's fiance, Chafe, is here as well. So this is going to get really funny to listen to. Keep that in mind when you listen. This is going to be real funny. I'm, I'm enjoying this. I'm loving this. Hashtag single life this is great. All right. Kevin, <laughs> season question. Is it okay to keep gifts from exes once you enter a new relationship? You know... <laughs> <Get up> here! <laughs> you better, you better right <laughs> I'm dead.
2: Honestly, it depends on the gift. You know what I'm saying? Um, I know you know some gifts are my you know sentimental, and then some gifts are they got some monetary value to you. Yeah. You know, so if your ex bought you, you know a tie. You know, would you want to keep it? Nah, you know, you can live with it if you don't. Now, if your ex bought you a brand new pair of Jordans. I'll see. You know, I mean, <laughs> I don't know if that's something I I could just, you know, toss it, especially if, you know, they nice, you know, they, they look good on the foot. You know, you be, you be matching and okay. whatnot. <laughs> but, Oh, okay. But in all seriousness, I really think it depends on the gift. And I really do think it depends on the level of communication and the comfort that you have with your mate. Um, you know, it's funny because me and Brianna kind of talk about those kind of things. Mm, yeah. And and I'll be the first one to say I do have some things that X gave me that I, I still have. And it's because that, you know, I'm not going to throw it away, mm-hmm. you know, because it costs a lot of money mm-hmm. right you know but i really think it depends like i said on the person that you're with um and especially if you're not a person that's super insecure mm-hmm. about things and it's something that doesn't really bother you um yeah I, I, you should be fine now if he was running around saying yeah you know these socks my ex got me yeah no you know (laughs) you know that's a that's a different thing you know you know you see my doll's answer you know her response there you know that might be a problem
3: Mm -hmm. and
2: you know most people for the most part don't do those kinds of things but do i think it's okay i just think it depends on the situation but my answer i'm gonna say yeah it's it's fine
3: um i would have to agree because the thing that um Katie said that was really important is that it depends on what type of gift it was because now that y'all are exes, you know, the sentimental value needs to be taken off the table. How much did that cost? And like, can you go buy it yourself? Are you going to miss it? Like exes, exes have gotten me like stuffed animals, pillow pets, things like that, blah, blah, blah. That's being given away or tossed in the garbage because that holds sentimental value. It's not going to hurt me to give it, To somebody else or to throw it away. Um, But if an ex, like, per se, I have a Michael Kors watch from an ex, I'm not giving that to nobody because (laughs) Michael Kors watches are not cheap. And nor does Chase care because he's like, that's that's a nice watch. That's exactly
0: what. That's a nice watch. You better
3: not throw that out. (laughs) Who you going to give that to? So it really just kind of depends on what it is. Don't keep stuff that holds sentimental value. But if it costs money, you better keep it.
1: Hold on to it. I think you like guys said the point that I was thinking was that it just depends on the comf- the comfort, comfortability um, of your new partner. I think some people may put qualifiers on it, like okay, like how long am I in this new relationship? Is it like you know, is it a marriage? Is it you know, we've been dating for a long time, whatever? Um, but like, I think no matter how long it is, I think it just depends on again, maybe maybe um, expenses factor into. It. I didn't I didn't think about that actually, um, but. At the end of the day, if, you're, if your new boo is, like, cool with it, cool. Um, if they're not, if you don't feel like you need it anymore and you, you want to get rid of it, do what you do. But I definitely think communication and knowing how the other person feels is, is what's, the mo- what's most important. And uh, I'm not going to say too much. But, uh, yeah, that's how, that's how I feel. So Our final topic today here in the Barbershop, news was just released that Chiefs running back Kareem Hunt was suspended – and definitely for a uh, incident in a hotel back in february regarding a woman who he was caught on tape uh physically assaulting i think we uh the reports say that it, he like went and um like shoved her and, and um kicked her and the incident again happened back in february um I remember reading about it, the news, like TMZ and stuff. I read, I read a Z article about it, um, but nothing was done about it at that time. And uh, I read today that even back then, the Chiefs executives were like, we don't plan on taking any action. Um, that's what they said. But now that the video has been released, much like the Ray Rice incident, the NFL has been forced to take action. And so now Kareem Hunt is suspended indefinitely. Katie, what do you think about the incident?
2: This is a, a topic that is, you know, real sensitive right now, you know, with domestic violence. Yeah. Um mm-hmm. it's frowned upon. It's wrong, you know, it's no it's no other way to do it. Um in this situation, Kareem Hunt's got no leg to stand on. I mean, there's video showing him physically assaulting this woman. Now, whether She deserved it, whether she, you know, instigated it, whatever. That was not the reaction that needed to take place. Um, And he was wrong for his actions. So now he has to accept the punishments for it. I feel like that's where it's a little bit different than the Ruben Foster case, which we just read about. You know, last week, the 49ers released one of their star linebackers because. Of the same he thing,
1: he was accused of it. He was accused of it. Dropped it. Yeah, they have video,
2: right? But you know, now you have video proof, <laughs> and it's hard to justify that.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, you know, I think he's getting what he deserves. Yeah. Um, this is kind of one of those things that. Is going to stay with him for the rest of his career if he ever gets back in.
1: I was going to say, do you think it, that was my question? Like, do you think it'll be as bad like as Ray Rice, where he never plays football again, or do you think like because Ray Rice was, it was he was like it was like his fiance and like he like like socked her in the like, face, like that was like Ray, a that Ray, was like, a pretty tough like. Yeah, Ray you Rice, know.
2: he proceeded with the fisty. Yeah, like, the, he, yeah. Like,
1: he, through hands of
2: life,
1: yeah. In real life, sock the mouth. Yeah, he, he, he. he def, after that, like you, he, he went no coming back from he that. He wasn't coming back from that. But now r- something. This is this, a, a little bit a different situation. This is a little bit different. Um, he kind of,
2: you know, it, he kind of was coming at her. Yeah. Um, regardless of that, it still was wrong. It was yeah. flat yeah, out absolutely. wrong. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, and he has to be disciplined for it. Absolutely. Now, will he get another chance in NFL? That's to be determined. Yeah. Um, I think that based off his level of play, how talented of a player he is, um, <coughs> he will possibly get a chance. But it's going to be a while.
1: Yeah, and you have to remember, too, the NFL, after the Ray Rice thing happened, like they they instituted a zero-tolerance policy for domestic violence. So, you know, even though I don't know, like, I don't know, just just this is not like, he hit a woman obviously is bad, but I don't, I don't, this is my ignorance of like the definitions of domestic violence, but like, I don't know if that includes, because they're not domestic, right? It's just like him, it's like him and a woman that he's not in a relationship with. So I don't know if that's considered domestic violence under the definition, but you know, this kind of behavior obviously is not. It's not, you know, shouldn't be tolerated, but like, I don't know, just like by the book, if the zero tolerance policy for domestic violence um, would—I don't know that this would fall under that because I don't know if it's by definition domestic violence because they're not in a relationship. Does that make sense? Yeah. So, I mean, so maybe there's a loophole that way, but like, I don't know. But it's it's bad either way. It's a bad look for sure. What do you think this does for the Chiefs' playoff? I mean, they're going to make the playoffs, but, like, Super Bowl chances because that's a big it's a big uh, piece to miss. It to it's a huge blow. I mean, they've got other weapons, but, like, running I game is so. huge. Here's my thing
2: with Kansas City. Um, I'm still not 100% on the Pat Mahomes train. All right. I think that Pat Mahomes is a great quarterback, but he's having a good year. Um, like most rookie quarterbacks do, because nobody really knows him. Nobody really knows his style of play. I'm interested to see what he does two, three, four years from now when people got tape on him, when people see his style of play, and people can, coaches and um, players can um, create plays to hinder him from playing the way he does. I'm ready to see him adapt and play to the next level. Right. Right now, I'm seeing... A scrambling quarterback who has an arm. Right. Um, now really? his. Now I will give him no. credit for his QB awareness. He knows how to make the make the plays, make the yeah. throws, and he's playing on a red hot season. Um,
1: but this year, do you think they keep it together, or do you think they fall apart? I think that's that
2: regardless. Well, not to mention the Kansas City Chiefs have a habit of choking in the playoffs. They do. Yeah. Uh, so that's the first thing. Yeah. The second thing that I think is going to get them is an experience. You look at the Rams last year, who mm-hmm. had a stellar year. They got to the playoffs. They were first round by, yeah. got to the playoffs, and they flopped against the Falcons. Yeah. Okay. So, I understand that inexperience plays a role in it. Mm-hmm. But now you have inexperience, and you have the loss of your star running back, mm-hmm. uh, another running back who was on the verge of another thousand year. I mean, thousand year, thousand yard season. You know, you got Sammy Watkins who is who is not healthy, he's not playing the way he needs to play. You you just lost your star running back. Um, you do you, you do have Travis Kelsey, you do have um, a couple of other star players or star caliber players on your team. Tyreek Hill, that was the other one. Um, but now you have to really, you have to rely more on other players to get you over the hump. And I don't think that they will be able to go distance against other teams that have the experience, like the um, Patriots. Or if they catch the Steelers doing right, the Steelers. You know, so that's my take on
1: it. I don't watch the Chiefs enough to know exactly how this will affect their offense. Obviously, you do need a good running game, especially in the playoffs when the weather gets tougher. You make a good point about – the Chiefs choking in, in moments like this but I don't know I, I, could, I just worry about the regular season like can they you know get through I mean they'll make the playoffs I'm sure but like this kind of just worries me about where will they, will they, where they will end up and uh, I think it'll be something to see for sure I agree with you there yeah alright y'all so that's, that's pretty much a wrap uh, this is the first iteration of the new Barbershop podcast and uh, how do you think that went Enjoyed it. I had fun. This is lit. Nice, man. This is lit. But yeah, so, uh, all right, y'all. Thank you so much for listening, tuning in. Of course, you know, it's always it's always a good time here at the Barbershop, and we'll look forward to chatting with you with you next time. Don't forget to, you can follow us on Twitter at Barbershop919, and you can also follow each of us on our own social media. You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at mxwzy. Diamond, where, where do they follow you at?
3: 10 underscore pennies on Twitter and Instagram.
1: Katie just made Twitter again because he realized he needed to get updated on the latest. So I'm
2: back. Um, you can also follow me on Instagram, who's your DJ? Um, Kim Diesel on Snapchat and KD Reloaded01 on Twitter.
1: All right, y'all. Thanks so much for joining us inside the barbershop. Live from the 919 where everything is fine. We'll holla at y'all. Peace.
0: Let's rock! We at the barbershop. Let's rock! We at the barbershop. Let's rock! We at the barbershop. Number nine at the barbershop. Let's rock! We at the barbershop. Number nine at the barbershop. Let's rock! We at the barbershop. Let's rock! We at the barbershop. Rock, at the barbershop. Stay tuned.